Hello, hollers, and welcome to this week's episode of Men with Fear. I am Kingpin Chaos, and joining me once again, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Doing better than you, by the sounds of it. <laughs> you know, I I almost said fuck it, no voices this week because I can barely do my own voice let alone the Kingpin or Sergeant Sella, which I'm not even going to try. You think her voice is annoying most weeks? This week would be pathetic. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not even going to try Colonel Chaos this week. I, uh, <laughs> I I can barely do Chip. <laughs> so, so how are you doing, Andy? What have you been up to? Yep, doing good. Um just been busy working. Uh, I helped uh, Fraser, that used to be on our mm-hmm. podcast, helped him move house on Sunday. Okay. Did your somebody in your family get married or something? Did I see that on Facebook or? Hey, no, that was that was me posting up all my wedding photos from two years ago. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I never ever posted them on Facebook, and it was our anniversary. Ah. Uh, the on the twenty eighth there, so mm-hmm. posted up all the the wedding photos. Happy anniversary. Yes, two two years. Wow. <laughs> I'm. Uh, we are going to be celebrating twenty in sep- uh, August, the end of August. Thank you, dear. Yes. <laughs> As my wonderful bride brings me a cup of hot tea with honey, <laughs> so I can make it through this show. Um, <laughs> shit, I need another coaster. There we go. All right. Um. So, well, I, I had a busy week, as you know. Uh, I went on. We recorded early last week because I was going on vacation, and I was supposed to be going to Detroit Tuesday night and hanging out there for about three or four days, and going to a baseball game and going and seeing Guns N' Roses, and then going to the roller co- coaster capital of the world. 
uh, Cedar Point. And then uh, hanging out, I think, one day. Well, as you know, because I was on 42 Level 1 last week from the airport, um, my flight got delayed, and then it got delayed again. And then it got delayed so late that by the time we got... we're going to get to Baltimore, our plane to, Det- for, from, to Detroit would have left. Okay, yeah. That's so, always a pain. So, uh, and it, you know, was, well, we could go, you know, the, the car's already at the, the long-term parking lot. The dog, you know, is with family. It's like, and we're already at the airport. It's like, I really don't want to go home and to turn around and do this tomorrow. And it mm, turned out we yep. weren't even going to be able to do that. We are going to have to do everything on Thursday. And we had to be in Detroit by Thursday night for the concert. And it, mm. the concert was Guns N' Roses. Um, yep. So we ended up flying to Baltimore, getting a hotel there for two nights because we couldn't even get a flight out of Baltimore the next day. And then get, uh, fly to Detroit on Thursday, uh, and we were at, we got there about four in the afternoon, so everything was cool. And we got to see Guns N' Roses, a concert I've been waiting twenty five years to see to see Axel and Slash together. So, um, nice. but uh, yeah, so we we spent a day in Baltimore. Baltimore is a pretty cool city. We went to an, a baseball game and you know had 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 some lunch uh took a cruise of the inner harbor on a pirate ship thanks <laughs> yeah. so um that was fun and uh detroit not so much fun there's not much to do in downtown detroit <laughs> um you know it's got this gorgeous architecture there's some fantastic buildings and then you got to realize that Probably forty percent of these skyscrapers are completely abandoned. All right. Okay. I mean, you know, it's you know, think of buildings. You know, you know, think of iconic uh, skyscrapers, and also you're looking about forty stories up, and all the windows are blown out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My wife's cousin. uh, Where they they lived there and came to rescue us from downtown one day and drive us around. And they were explaining, yeah, they just replaced all the, just put up all the new traffic lights because the old ones were stolen. They stole the fucking traffic lights. <laughs> what did they do? That's like, that's like some, some weird evil genius sort of plan, like traffic light man. Steals all the traffic lights, <laughs> goes on a rampage. I guess you sell them for parts? I don't know. I mean, there's hardly any retail shopping down there. There, There's some restaurants, but I mean, for a huge American metropolitan city, this place was desolate. Mm. It was almost like, you know, you'd expect something after The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. It was was just weird, so... But I get to I so we get, I actually saw a Baltimore Orioles game. I know you don't know any, well you know baseball a little bit I guess in the Detroit Tigers game, um, and and Guns and Roses and that was the most important thing was getting to see Guns and Roses. So I, I know you've already talked about the B team, but uh, how, how was it? 
fantastic, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, everybody was on time. Axel didn't pull his two, uh, being two hours late bullshit. It was the mm-hmm. first show of the tour, so you'd mm-hmm. hope that maybe he'd actually show up. Um, He's not become jaded yet. <laughs> not yet. Give it a couple of nights. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they played pretty much everything. In fact, I would say they pl- they probably could have actually culled a couple of songs out of the thing because a couple of them were fairly obscure tunes. Hmm. I don't know if they were from uh, Chinese Democracy or the Spaghetti Incident, or mm-hmm. but there were one or two that uh, it's like I I don't know this one, and I I own everything Guns and Roses ever produced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, and I I apologize in advance if uh, all of a sudden I go mute or something. It's because I'm having a massive coughing fit tonight because. <laughs> I don't know if I got sick at the concert or on the planes or just walking around the streets of Detroit, but I'm uh, battling a serious summer cold that results in massive coughing fits, and I'm not going to subject you, our listeners, to those. You'll just have to deal with the awkward pauses instead tonight. (laughs) Thank you for your consideration. (laughs) So, So, uh... Yeah, uh, if you get a chance to see Guns N' Roses, I mean, my eyes were tearing up during uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Just hearing it live for the first time was just mind-blowing. And, you know, I would would see them, if somebody said, hey, I got tickets to to tomorrow night's show, I would be there, right there again. Hmm. So, and they played almost like three hours. Nice. So. My favorite song of those is probably Civil War. Yep, they did that. I think that was when Axel might have been losing his voice a little bit, because mm-hmm. it's actually when I went to go take a leak. But um, <laughs> it was three hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is an eight-minute song, so you're you're safe <laughs> with that one. Um, but uh, after that, it seemed like they kind of raised the guitar and the bass and everything and. Mm lowered his mic a little bit uh, okay. just to it's it's it got a little the music got a little fuzzier after that i thought to an extent and he he does look about like a skilled down lady these days yes he looks like uh the he looks like a cafeteria lunch lady yep <laughs> so but yeah uh just yeah but they're they were one of the few bands that I have that that were still on my bucket list. Mm. Uh, basically, well, Stevie Ray Vaughan, but that's my father's fault. Um, and both of them are now dead. Uh, and I still hold a grudge against my dad. But uh, Guns N' Roses, Zeppelin, if they ever did a, did a, re, a reunion tour. And ACDC is the only other act uh, that's still on my list of bands I still have to see. Mm. But you know how many concerts I go to, so. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to one this weekend. Oh, nice. Who are you seeing this weekend? The Hollywood Vampires. Mm. Do you know oh. who they are? No. Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know who he is. Alice Cooper. Hmm. 
Johnny Depp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, the Hollywood Vampires is a group, I guess, Alice Cooper put together in the 70s, and it was a drinking club. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like John Lennon was in it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I mean, uh, pretty much uh, any of the huge uh, musicians of the early 70s. But, uh, I mean, I, I can't remember all the names. And they never released an album. They just kind of got together and drank and called themselves the Hollywood Vampires. Well, he kind of re-established the, the tradition, and now they're going out on tour. And apparently, Johnny Depp originally went to Hollywood as a musician. Yeah, I think, was he not a bass player or a guitarist so, in a band? For a yeah. While? So, uh, they're, they're saying, no, it's not, it's not just... Uh, to get his name out there, they say he knows his shit. So I'll find out. Saturday I don't night. think I don't think Johnny Depp needs to get his name out there. Like, <laughs> well, no, I mean using him to you know oh, promote right. the band or whatever. He's not there, you know, as a fill in or something. He mm. he actually knows his shit. So I'm mm. looking forward to it. Um, I actually uh, on my random shuffle uh, heard a. I think I think it was my generation by the heard their cover of my generation by the Who today. Mm, nice. so, but all right, enough on the music, enough on the travel log. Uh, we have Marvel news to discuss, and we also have some uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield cast news to discuss. This is breaking, as in earlier this afternoon. I can now say for certain that Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast will once again be at New York Comic Con this year. (laughs) Nice. We have four-day passes. We will be there all four days covering the event, going to the panels, uh, failing at getting any interviews with anybody related to Marvel because they don't give a shit (laughs) about us. And, uh, yeah, you know... uh, you know, I'll, I will be buying a lot of uh, stupid T-shirts again. I'm sure. Nice. And and Venom hoodies. <laughs> well, you've already got a Venom hoodie. Yeah, I know. I, 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 this year, I guess I gotta get. I'll get the Deadpool one. Mm, nice. Carnage. Uh, so, but yes, uh, we Comic Con tickets went on sale at noon noon today. And my wife on her lunch break was, uh, and getting tickets to New York Comic Con is not an easy feat. Mm, yeah. um, they sell out usually in like twenty minutes to an hour, uh, and it has been, and it has been a nightmare in years past. But my wife somehow uh, usually is able to get tickets. Uh, this year, you you actually had to pre-register. Uh, I, like Andy, if all of a sudden um, you wanted a ticket, I couldn't just get you one today. Say, hey, Chip, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to actually pre-register you, Andy Urquhart, uh, about two weeks ago. And then if we got the ticket, we could assign it to you, but you would also already have to be uh, a pre-registered member. Hmm. I mean, they're they're doing everything they can to keep it because I mean, basically, people were scalping the shit out of them. Yeah. So, um, 
but yes, we have uh, we have two pass two four day passes to New York Comic Con. So that that'll be another. I I love th- I that's one of the only events I still like doing. Yeah, I always enjoy it when it comes up. Um, you always get good good coverage, and uh, we always have a good uh, post show discussion mm-hmm. about it as well. So, and hopefully, I don't get shut out. Which panel? What did we get shut out of last year? Jessica Jones. Can't remember what it was. Yeah, I think we got shut out of Jessica Jones last year. My wife, my wife will be telling me as we're listening to the show uh, <laughs> when it goes up. But yeah, I think it was Jessica Jones we got screwed out of. But um, I'm not, I'm not going as press. I, I just don't see a point in it. Uh, pretty much, it, it, it barely helps. So we'll just go uh, as normal people again. So, but I, I, besides, I mean, that is the biggest thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shieldcast at uh, Comic Con, but I think you had some other minor news you wanted to mention. Yeah, a few other bits and pieces of news. Um, first of all, Captain America: Civil War Blu-ray special features have been announced. Oh, what what do we get? So, so you're getting um, a making of documentary mm. called "United We Stand Divided We Fall." Mm. Uh, you're also getting. Captain America The Road to Civil War, which is basically Captain America's evolution from soldier to conflicted hero. And also Iron Man The Road to Civil War, which is Tony Stark's version of the same story. Mm. You're also getting, obviously, the audio commentaries and the gag reel and the deleted and extended scenes, the, the usual stuff. And... Surprisingly, on this one, you're getting a sneak peek of Doctor Strange called Open Your Mind. Hmm. So it says, go behind and beyond the scenes as Doctor Strange makes his journey to the big screen. So that'll be the first footage outside of the trailer that we've seen from that, most likely. Yeah, we'll be able to catch that on YouTube. I'm not allowed, really, to buy any more uh, Marvel Cinematic Mm. DVDs because... I just because I, I buy them and then I buy the fate. I'll buy the fight phase three collector's yeah. edition too. <laughs> and I, I I have to agree with her that mm. that's fair. Since that's fair, yep. <laughs> you know they're what twenty bucks a piece, and then I spend two hundred dollars on the the collector's edition. You don't really need both. <laughs> no, I I don't. So. Yeah, no one shot again. So it looks oh. like we've done away with one shots. I, I, that's the biggest thing I miss about the DVDs. Yeah, I mean that to an extent that was the best part. Because mm. I've already seen the was, goddamn movie. Yeah, it's something new you've never seen before, and it's like a kind of like an exclusive thing that you can't really get anywhere else. And it was just cool to see the kind mm-hmm. of diff, little different things that they did with it. Right. And yeah, they've done away with it. So. Alas, I mean, I know it's it's kind of hard, and they did they did fuck up a couple of them and have to retcon them with other one shots. So, <laughs> so you there? Yep, yep. Okay, all right. I'll someone a little si- silent. Um. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm everything's popping up in front of me here. Um. <laughs> 
yeah, probably not a buy for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick up. Well, like I said, like... we explained why I'm not, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on from that, um, Marvel Puzzle Quest news. Agent oh, Carter has come to Puzzle Quest. Agent Carter is back, people. Yes. <laughs> As Captain America? Which is very strange. When it... I saw it, like, because I, I saw this in Puzzle Quest, I was like, what the fuck is this? Who is this? Oh, it's Peggy Carter as Captain America. What is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I did a little research on this because, you know, well, right now in the comic books, they're really screwing with Captain America, right? I mean, I uh, still haven't read that first issue, Steve Rogers' Captain America, where he becomes it becomes uh, revealed that he's been a Hydra agent since the 40s. Yep. I'm sure this gets retconned very quickly. It, um, it does, in the very, the very next issue. <laughs> oh, okay, so... <laughs> Um, but it's like, okay, I guess we have Spider-Gwen, so we have to have Peggy Cap from some other universe. No, that's not it. Apparently, to celebrate the 75th anniversary of Captain America, all the Marvel Puzzle Quest games, or all the Marvel uh, mobile games, are releasing a special reimagined version of Captain America. Okay, cool. So, Peggy Cap, as far as I know, has never appeared in any comic. No, I've never heard of it before. It's a cool idea, though. Like, it imagine is. I was Captain America. That would be awesome. So, uh, and I still don't. I still don't have any. Uh, I, I haven't got her yet. No, me neither. But, um, but that's not surprising for me. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been, I've, I've been uh, striking out at getting any of the new characters lately, um, but uh, it, it just surprised the hell out of me. And I love that one of her powers is do as Peggy says. <laughs> so, Thanks. But uh, yeah, actually, I gotta work on at least try and stay in the top three hundred tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, in I know in contest of champions. They've released the Civil Warrior. Okay. Which is kind of a... As far as I can tell, and he... he Contest of Champions does have its own comic book, so he could actually show up in there. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he's uh, kind of a combination of Captain America and Iron Man. Okay, cool. So, and, and he has a story running in there. Those are the only two Marvel games I'm currently playing. So yeah. those are the only two I can comment on. But, yes, this is something... Because uh, it, it just came out of left field. Mm, yep. So. But I, I'm okay, so Peggy Carter's in... Peggy Carter's in... Uh, in uh, Puzzle Quest now. Yeah, it's cool. It's good, good for her. So, in, in other news, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has had its uh, premiere for season four announced mm -hmm. so it's going to be september 20th when we come back obviously in the new 10 o'clock time slot yep the death slot <laughs> well we'll see I, I think it's going to get the exact same ratings which in in that time slot is pretty good is it not if we got those type of ratings in that slot yes marvel would be very happy do you think it gets kept on if it 
if it does that same those same ratings in that slot? Maybe. And the only reason I say maybe is it's still an expensive show to make. Hmm. So you have that to deal with. But hey, you never know. It could we'll happen. see what happens. Yeah. Depends on where they go with season four, I think. Yeah. And it, it okay, comes so- down to, it comes to, you know, I mean, if it did gangbusters, maybe, yeah, maybe they would find a way to do another season. Hmm. So, um, b- building off of that news, um, obviously season four, um, well, we, we know like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be at San Diego Comic-Con in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they do have some trams there, which have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> That's right. I, I forgot Robo about this. Robo images story. on it? Yeah. Yes. So, who do you think it is? It's Hellfire. Okay. I guarantee it's yes. Hellfire. Like, yeah. Like, people came out and started saying, oh, Ghost Rider's coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And like, no and, fucking uh, these, way. And I'm like, no, he's not, because... No. Because uh, we've this is obviously for people who haven't kept up to date with the show, yeah. like because you're like, yeah, I've seen a flaming chain like two episodes ago, you know, like it's it's fucking hellfire that's doing the flaming chain. So yeah, it's not Ghost Rider, it's hellfire. Who is is like kind of like a related character, not not like uh, he's not uh, like a blood relative, but he's a sort of spiritually related to Ghost Rider, shall we say? Okay, yeah, something with the chain, right? Yeah, it's to to do with the, the chain that he has, but I mean the chain that he got in in the show was just mm-hmm. a chain that was lying around. And he just picked it up. But yeah, that's Hellfire's chain. That's not Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is not coming to Agents of Shield. Yeah, There's and no I mean, some of the sites that report, were reporting that. Come on, I mean, some of these are respected <laughs> nerd sites. You know, I mean they're. Some of them are comic book sites. Some of them are television shows sites. Some of them are uh, movie, you know, movie sites. It's like, come on, people, seriously. Hmm. I, 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 I found it uh, to be, it's it's clickbait, is what it is. Oh yeah, I mean, anybody uh, who at least follows the show uh, or. Read, you know, reads the comic or knows there's no fucking way they're bringing Ghost Rider to. It doesn't even make sense to bring Ghost Rider to Agents of Shield. Hmm. True. No, it makes no sense whatsoever. Well, I mean, maybe you could bring him in, but I think that he has to be established somewhere else first, and then he can cameo. But it doesn't make sense for them to bring him in and introduce him here. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him being a real team member, do you? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Maybe maybe he could be a villain, but no, definitely no. Keep him away. Don't need Ghost Rider. Shield doesn't need supernatural. And that's I mean not that. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where it's like, no, that's not that's not the vein of this show. So, I Nope. So I, I, I was, uh, I was like, no. So, all right. Anything else uh, Shield related? Um, not Shield related, but a couple other things 
to do okay. with the MCU as a whole. Um, John Bernthal has been talking in a few interviews about his uh, upcoming ro- role as the Punisher in the new Punisher series that's going to be coming out. It's not started shooting yet, and they, they don't have a date for it. The He's Punisher just... hasn't started shooting yet, but when he does, mm-hmm. it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, but he's excited to uh, to be continuing to play the Punisher, and what was it he said? Um, he promises to do Frank Castle's story justice, and also said that the uh, Frank Castle that we saw in season two of Daredevil mm. was not the Punisher. So uh, I I assume that he means that by the end of the season he has become the Punisher, and then. In his own titled season, that's when he is the Punisher, sort of thing. I could see that. Well, I mean, they, he does they, have an he, he does have an interesting arc, and we'll, we'll go through that as mm-hmm. we go through the the season and the individual episodes. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this week's episode. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. Um, mm. Yep. <laughs> If this show does not win an Emmy this year, uh, there is something seriously wrong. Yeah, I think these I think these shows kind of get forgotten about a little bit because they do like drop on Netflix all in all in one day, and uh, the and the fact that everyone talks about them within the first few weeks of release, and mm. then after that, it kind of fades off and everyone forgets about them. Like, I mean, by the end of the year. Like last year, mm-hmm. like Ali had completely forgotten that Daredevil had come out, and like mm-hmm. when we did our like top five TV shows of the year, and like Daredevil was, I'm sure, I think I'm sure I put it at number one. And uh, when I had, when I said that, Ali's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> Daredevil," <laughs> because I think what was it came out in like February or something last year? Yeah, uh, January maybe I can't remember. No, it was April. April, because okay. it, but yeah, because it, it, I started my new job. March thirty first, mm. and it came out that Friday. Mm. So, so yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Um, so he, he he's not the Punisher at the end of season two, or at the end of season two of Daredevil. That's what that's what he said in the in this interview. Yeah, not sure I understand. The reference, but okay. I think I think it's more just like he is just being Frank Castle, and then kind of he's gone through his story arc, and mm-hmm. then he is now like thinks of himself as the Punisher, like that sort of thing. Okay, I guess it works. Yeah, I mean, like his and Daredevil season two is like kind of his origin story, mm-hmm. and then going into his own season, then this is where he he comes into his own, which is is fair enough. And it, it it does make sense. Um. Okay. So, so a little, a little bit of Ant Man news. Okay. Most pain, Ant Man news pain, is little Andy. Yes. Yes. Or, or big, depending on that. Sure, sure. No, that that's giant <laughs> man news. Yeah, giant man news. So this is just Ant Man news. Um. But yeah, Peyton Reed's been doing a couple of interviews as well, and he has said that. Um, first of all, Michael Penn is likely to come back as Luis. Okay. As well as uh, some of Scott Lang's other friends in it. So you might see those other guys pop back in. Uh, also, he did say that Scott Lang is a 
Scott Lang is in this movie a bigger fugitive than he was in the first movie. So that obviously ties into like what happened at Civil War. Now remind me, Civil War or Ant Man comes out before or after Infinity War? It is before because it's two thousand. Oh no, no, wait. No, this is. I'm sure we got confused with this before. It's two thousand eighteen. This one comes out. Two thousand eighteen. I don't know. If if it's if it's before Infinity War, then okay, that makes that that could actually work. If it's after Infinity War, yeah. Okay, it comes. It, sorry, it does come out after Infinity War Part One. Hmm. Okay. But um, they haven't confirmed whether or not those uh, Ant Man and the Wasp will be in that movie. However, it is a possibility. They need 67 characters. They have 67 <laughs> characters in the goddamn movie. <laughs> Odds are uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp are in there. Yeah, certainly Ant-Man. Possibly not the Wasp. Because will she be the Wasp by then? And like she hasn't, we haven't even seen her suit up yet. So. Right. Don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, Michael Douglas is back. Okay, cool. I know you don't like boo. Michael Douglas. No, <laughs> boo, boo Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in, other, in other news, Sony is supposedly planning a Silver Sable movie. Cool. Which, I, like uh, Silver, I like Silver Sable. Yeah, so like basically what Sony have come out and said that they still have the options to use all these Spider-Man characters, but Marvel has the final say on whether or not they go to print, basically. Okay. So, as long as the movie's good and fits in with what's happened in the MCU so far, I don't have a problem with it. But Silver Sable is... It's, it's, it's sort of like S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. She, she, yeah. can be, uh, she can be very much on the periphery. Yep. Because, um, basically, she, she, she runs a mercenary outfit. So uh, I, I think what she, and she's a princess, and that's how they fund uh, their government. I think. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it could be it could be a decent movie, but I think it'll flop. Yep. Just because <laughs> it's Silver Sable, and everyone's gonna be who the hell is Silver Sable? Like, where where the fuck is Silver Surfer? Is what they'll ask. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's good. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's, oh, Jesus, it's Marvel's version of a female James Bond. <laughs> Yay, women, female power. Mm, yeah. What? Uh, oh, what? Uh, they have Caitlyn Jenner playing Silver Sable? You know, I mean, people are going to, I, I, I it's a cool idea from, as it's a character that I'm a I'm a fan of, but I don't see I don't see the bank on it. Mm. Yeah, no, me neither. But I mean, if you put it in the MCU and you give it a good enough trailer, that it's going to make money. Yeah, that seems to seems to be the the way of the MCU. Yeah, well, I mean, they they've taken shit characters and nothing licenses uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
um, Doctor Strange. I mean, you know, they've been able to do things with some uh, B and C and D list characters. And I mean, I, well, I you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I wouldn't say shit characters. I was like, that's sure. a bit of a disservice okay, against, yeah. against the Guardians. But <laughs> but I, but think about think about it. The Guardians are some of the most obscure and unknown characters in the Marvel universe. In yep. fact, the guardian, the current Guardians of the Galaxy are before they became the Guardians of the Galaxy were lesser known characters than the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. yep. Groot appeared in one comic in 1962. <laughs> Star-Lord was a bad uh, backup feature in one of the Marvel 1970 black and white magazines. Uh, let me see. Rocket Raccoon had a miniseries and appeared in a couple of issues of The Hulk. I mean, yep. the only two that actually had any uh, cred in the Marvel Universe would be Drax and Gamora. Mm -hmm. And everybody else was literally a character that had been forgotten for 20, 30 years. Yep. And look what they've done with that. Right. I mean, that's a, mass that's a massive franchise now. So, I mean, yes, they were shit characters, Andy. At least before they were revitalized and turned into something. Um, so, but Marvel did those. Can mm -hmm. can Sony... Do, Sony can't even do a good Spider-Man. <laughs> so what are they going to yeah, do with I mean, Silver if, Sable? If they've, got, if they've got Marvel's guide in hand, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because Marvel hasn't done... Hasn't stealed any of them wrong so far, so... No, um, Mar Marvel has the secret sauce, so we, we can agree on that. Mm -hmm. So, but I, it's just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I would love a Black Cat movie. You know, mm -hmm. and, Sp yep. and yep. Spider-Gwen is the current hotness. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know. Uh, I, I think they would be crazy not to, not to put Spider-Gwen in it. Like in the, in the MCU. Because I mean, they've got a new universe. They can mm -hmm. they can do that. That's fine. Uh, and I there's been talk that Miles Morales is going to show up somewhere at some point. Yeah, I mean they're doing this animated Spider-Man movie that, that supposedly that's going to be Miles Morales, but it's not confirmed yet. Yeah. So, um, I don't, you know, I'm I will I like you will go see every Marvel movie that comes out. Mm -hmm. But you know, I am go. I go into all of them uh, jaded because at <laughs> some point this bubble has to burst. You know, Marvel has to have their their version of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and every time a new movie comes out, you think it's going to be it, and it never mm -hmm. is. <laughs> and you know, I'm happy to be wrong. Hmm. You know, it gives me a chance to pretend I'm you for for you know two <laughs> hours. But, um, so I I like the idea. I just it'll be interesting to see how they do with the execution. It could be an awesome franchise. It should be an awesome franchise. Hmm. But once again, you're dealing with a 
a uh, fairly obscure Marvel character. And while Marvel has uh, some guidance in it, at the end of the day, they're not the ones producing the movie. Hmm. So, but, I mean, they can always press the stop button on it if they don't like it. Maybe. <laughs> Me and, yeah. Then, 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 uh, then Sony says, "Screw you guys! I'm taking my toys and going home." <laughs> and they take their Spider-Man and everybody else, and Marvel's uh, left uh, with nothing. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, in other Spider-Man news, they've been adding like a bunch of people to the cast this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added what? Uh, we knew Donald Glover's in it already. Martin Starr, Michael Mando, Bokeem Woodbine. These are all in unnamed roles, and there's a lot of young people being cast as well. Mm-hmm. So these are going to be like Peter Parker's school kid friends and what, and other uh, pupils at school and stuff. Uh, but they have added uh, Tyne Daly has been cast in, as... the, uh, in the movie. Oh, we don't. Know uh, they haven't again. They haven't said who she is, but uh, do, she was. Uh, Lacey and Cagney and Lacey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kind of interesting because I mean that was that show was out a long time ago. So she's obviously going to play a kind of older character. She could be great Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, she's Aunt May age. Yeah, she's Aunt May. Like Marissa Tomai is Aunt Milf. Not Aunt May. Aunt Milf. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, uh, Spider-Man is Homecoming is in production just now. Um, there are some set of photos kicking about, and the costume looks terrible in uh, <laughs> the way it is at the moment. Not CG'd and touched up and whatnot. It looks like the kid in pyjamas. No comment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once they put that on the screen and they touch up and whatnot, it'll look good. So, um, okay, two two last stories and then we'll crack in at the episode. Firstly, Benedict Wong has revealed a couple of details about his character in Marvel's Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He is playing Wong in the, in the movie. But if you remember in the comic books, Wong was basically Doctor Strange's butler. Yeah, to, and for the most part. His manservant. He, he was a tea-making manservant. <laughs> And in in the movie, they're heading in a completely different direction for uh, for this. Uh, basically, he's more of a drill sergeant to a uh, camartage. Uh, he is one of the masters of sorcery, so he's basically a magic dude. Okay. So totally different direction for him. Kind of interesting, and I mean, you don't really need to have a manservant, so. No, and I think where you go with this is. You gotta remember, a lot of the Marvel lore and characters were developed in the '60s, mm-hmm. and it, look, going back and looking at some of those things and the horrendous stereotypes. Yep, you had for char- characters that were not a white Anglo-Saxon mm. are pretty ridiculous. Wong, yep. uh, Luke Cage. Look at mm, Luke Cage yep. in the seventies during the black exploitation era. Mm. Um, you know, with the with the metal headband, uh, the yellow 
puffy shirt with, uh, you know, with hardly any buttons on it. So his, his chest is always sticking out. Um, you know, Wong would be a great example. Most of the female characters being, uh, you know, more of a, a liability than a actual. I mean, look, the Wasp was was horrible in the sixties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she she got caught more than she did anything. Um, <laughs> so you know, the Mandarin, all these. Uh, just generic stereotypes uh, of various races. So, all right, I, I like the idea of making Wong kind of a badass. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Totally cool with me. Okay, so final news story, and then we'll move on. Um, supposedly, there are some rumors kicking around that um, Fox are considering, and there have been some mm. form of talks with Marvel about combining the universes in some way, kind of like what Sony has done with Spider-Man. Because obviously Deadpool was a success, yes, mm-hmm. but Fantastic Four obviously was a massive flop and X-Men Apocalypse has been a critical and commercial disappointment. Well, the Apocalypse costume was horrible, but yeah, I have not seen X Men Apocalypse yet, so I, I cannot comment on it. But from what I've heard about it, it's not the greatest movie ever. Certainly, there's not a patch on Civil War. Well, you know, we're we're going to hear these rumors for you know forever, and until there's an actual announcement and the movies actually show up in the theater. You know, uh, I'm you know I'm always the type that's going going to be uh, yeah until I actually am sitting in the seat and watching the movie. I don't believe it's happening. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we heard these rumors mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. now before uh, Spider Man came out, mm-hmm. and is now they are up there on the screen with <laughs> with all the MCU guys. So uh, keep dreaming; it, it'll happen. <laughs> I hope so. One, one, one more bomb for Fox, and it needs to happen. I think. Yeah, well, there's two. Th- there's a couple reasons that it needs to be. They need to do something because Marvel needs to protect their brand. Yep. From uh, all these other companies that are fucking their brand up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, th- I mean, that's part of it. Um. Because whether or not Marvel produces uh, Fantastic Four or the X-Men or Fox does it, at the end of the day, it still reflects on Marvel because it's their characters. Yep. That, unfortunately, they don't have any control over. But, you know, the general... They will have some creative control over it, but well, probably not creative, but they will have some control over it because they still need to put their name on it. But I think their involvement in it is very, very limited. Oh yeah, I mean they could. They're do like they're... okay. They're like okay. Here's the movie, um, and then Marvel will watch it and go, okay. Well, I'd rather you change this, and they'll be like, nope, not changing that. And Marvel will just have to turn around and go, okay. Well, like they have, he hasn't. The character hasn't been racist and hasn't been offensive to too many people, even Deadpool. <laughs> 
So yeah, the movie goes okay, fine. It's not the movie we would have made, but go for it. Well, I mean, look at Fantastic Four. I mean, if Marvel had a chance to uh, do anything about that movie, don't you think they would have? Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, their 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 influence is uh, zero to none, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, that that, will, that could happen going forward. Um, I'd like to see like Avengers versus X Men in the movies. That would be cool. And obviously, like the Fantastic Four villains and stuff like that come in, Galactus and Silver Surfer and whatnot. I mean, this is a great untapped area because I mean, when they've showed up before on the big screen, it's been done absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. But see, and here's my whole problem with this. Uh, whether it is Marvel and Fox or Marvel and Sony, what if you know, what if you do something that Sony doesn't like? You know, what if uh, I don't know the Spider, you know, the Spider-Man movie doesn't make a goal uh, mm. under Marvel's uh, guidance? What if uh, you take, you decide that you need Silver Silver Sable to join the Guardians of the Galaxy, but you know Sony wants to make the Silver Sable uh, standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you know a a fight could you know we're still in the honeymoon phase here. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, what happens when people start disagreeing or Sony starts, uh, Sony, uh, puts its back up and says, no, we want Sandman for this movie. We don't Mm, want, we don't like your idea of where Sandman is going. Uh, you know, hell, Venom or Agent Venom joined the Guardians of the Galaxy at one point. Yep. He did, yeah. Uh, the thing was part of... I don't know if he is now, but joined the Guardians of the Galaxy following Secret Secret Wars too. Mm. Um, so I just, you know, Marvel Marvel may quote unquote be uh, the one orchestrating this, but it is only at uh, these other studios suffering you know they allow them to but you know if marvel all of a sudden does something you know if you know i don't know there's a disagreement between uh marvel you know a marvel producer and a vp over at sony maybe that you know maybe that's you know the guy who takes over sony or is uh brought in there two years from now got fired by a guy when he uh when he was an intern at Marvel or something. Mm, and he has an yep. axe to grind. So your fault, Chip. So I wasn't fired as an intern. I, I, no, no, I certainly... Mm-hmm. No, no, I meant like when you were an intern, you fired one of these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, it's just... that's That's my only concern. You know, yeah, we'll, it, it, we'll it's good. It's good while everybody's making money, but mm-hmm. when things get a little funky, all of a sudden, what do we do now? 
but yeah, I mean, like the the money's good right now. The mm. uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe is the highest grossing movie franchise of all time at the box office now. So, right. Sony Sony wants a piece of that, and mm-hmm. you can imagine that Fox would want a, a piece of that pie as well. Oh yeah. So, all right. Any other news, Andy? Cool. No, that's us. Let's get into Daredevil. All right, yeah. So this is episode three, season two. And what's it called, Andy? It's called New York's Finest. Okay, interesting title. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that had to do with the episode, but we'll get into it. Um, so this episode kicked off with like a bit of a flashback. Uh, where we saw nuns caring for Matt as a young boy, mm-hmm. and which I assume was like him having a, a dream, because you do see him wake up mm-hmm. as Daredevil, chained to a brick chimney on top of a building. Now, if you remember last week, he was kind of he he was kind of dazed by his uh, losing his senses. Right. Uh, the Punisher has has some coffee. <laughs> He's just he's just chilling on roof, drinking his coffee from a flask, and he he says "Morning Sunshine" to Daredevil, which I thought was really funny. Uh, meanwhile, we see the DA and the cops dealing with the fallout from their failed Punisher trap from the last episode. Uh, the DA tells Karen and Foggy to stay away from the case. Now, this whole this rooftop scene, mm. this whole thing is is. It's the majority of this episode, so it jumps back and forward a little bit from it, but we'll we'll kind of go through some of the, the main bits from it. But yeah, uh, Punisher basically tells Daredevil that he only walks free if the Punisher wants him to, and uh, Punisher doesn't care who he is, and that's why he didn't remove Daredevil's mask. We see that uh, Punisher has boxes and boxes of ammo on the roof for some reason. He is obviously planning something big at the moment and when, when did ever ask him about it he's just like eh, kind of fobs him off Foggy meanwhile goes to meet Claire at the ER which we see is absolutely flooded with people who have been injured by the Punisher and it's almost all like gang members that mm-hmm. have been shot in some way meanwhile Grotto calls Karen and t- tells her to go to hell and that he's going to leave town Up on the roof, Daredevil tells Punisher that he can walk away. And Punisher's like, well, could you walk away? And obviously Daredevil is like, hmm, you got me there. We do find out that the that Frank Castle, the Punisher, was a Catholic. Presumably no longer is, because he said was. And he is originally from New York. And we get kind of a few interesting inter- interchanges between Daredevil and Punisher, where uh, Daredevil talks about like how war changes people when they come back with uh, like kind of mental battle scars, basically. But uh, Punisher kind of re- rebuffs him by telling him like soldiers don't wear masks, and it, basically Daredevil here is trying to psychoanalyze him. Now, uh, Punisher then basically starts criticizing what Daredevil's doing because what Daredevil's doing right now does not work. He's a, a half measure, a coward, and he's one bad day away from being the Punisher. 
and that is why he is. <laughs> that was a great uh, that's line. Why yeah, absolutely, and that's why he's so like did I was so hell bent on taking the Punisher down because he sees himself in the Punisher, which is probably kind of true because when I mean, we've seen uh, Daredevil go quite close to the line a couple of times. He killed somebody last season. He burned a guy. Yes, technically, but it was an accident. <laughs> but what are you, what, it was an accident? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yes, you're on <laughs> I'm sure that would hold up in a court of law. Mm. I was fighting him and he just fell into the fire. <laughs> he would probably get like a manslaughter charge against him for that one. You think? If the guy wasn't like a shady uh, ninja assassin guy. <laughs> he burned a guy. <laughs> there was nobody found, so there's no crime to be punished for. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, um, we find out that Claire hasn't seen Daredevil and she tells Foggy that victims love him and victimizers want him dead even more than they did before. Uh, we also get a little bit of backstory on, on Claire and we find out that she has the shift from hell just now because she helped another friend of, of hers which, who was a strong dude, stronger than uh, than Daredevil. She's obviously talking about Luke Cage here mm -hmm. and we, we saw that in Jessica Jones, which was which is a kind of cool little nod. Um, at the hospital, a couple of gangbangers kind of start to fight as well. One dude's like... He's chained up to uh, to the bed and he rips the the side of the bed off and like starts attacking another guy with it. Uh, up up on the roof, a guy uh, a guy comes up to the roof to see what the noise is up there because obviously he's heard scuffling and and the shouting somehow with his magical hearing ears. Um, it's but this guy's a, a fellow marine and the Punisher manages to talk him down. By using his uh, marine chat, simplify and all this. I was surprised he didn't say like hoorah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That, is that marine thing? I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Punisher does manage to talk him down, and he was holding a gun up to the guy's head, like behind the door. Yeah. But he said that that was all kind of for show for for Daredevil, so that he wouldn't shout out and alert this guy. Because he did say that if Daredevil uh, alerted this guy to his presence, he would just kill him. So we get um, the we get the Punisher's kind of explanation here of why he does what he does, and basically says that the he thinks that the people he kills need killing, and he only kills people who deserve it. Uh, he, he tells Daredevil, "You hit them and they get back up. I hit them and they stay down." This. This exchange between the two of them uh, should earn uh, the show an Emmy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Um, most of this as well is lifted pretty much straight from the comic books. Well, was there ever this uh, discussion between Punisher and Daredevil? Yes, this exact scene where Punisher... Okay. Chains Daredevil up to like a, a brick wall and like tapes a gun to his hand. All of that happened. Okay. Do you remember what series? 
Um, I believe it was in a Punisher series, but I could be wrong on 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 that one. You can you can fact check me, but um, all all of that was in the was in the comic book, and like you, I saw people post up after the mm. the show aired, and I was like, wow, because I'd never I'd never read it. Um, I was like, wow, that's really cool that they got this basically straight from the comic books. I'm not going to read it all, roll off by verbatim, mm. but basically Daredevil uh, talks to Punisher about redemption and hope, and Punisher says he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But, and even if the lines came directly out of the comic book, Charlie Cox and John Berenthal just the way they delivered this and yep. their debate and the feeling and emotion that was be between these two it was it was just electric i, I mean totally uh, it, it just had me absolutely uh glued to the television set and unfortunately a friend called in the middle of this but um <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I was just absolutely floored. And I was like, wow, this is some of the best. It was, it's just a class. I mean, the, the, that scene alone deserves an Emmy. And then there's another scene in the show, in the episode that deserves an Emmy too. <laughs> I to- totally agree, yeah. Um, like, I would say compare this scene, the the whole exchanges between uh, Punisher and Daredevil in this mm-hmm. episode, compare that to all the exchanges between Captain America and Iron Man in Civil War. Like, which one has the more gravitas, you know? And, like, arguably there's much more at stake in Civil War mm-hmm. between those two. <laughs> Whereas, like, in this one, like, the guys just seem to care so much more about it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was just, I was just absolutely riveted to the television set. I was like, I, I, you don't see, yeah, this is the, the caliber of acting in this episode between Cox and Berenthal beats anything in any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Totally agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, this. Yeah, I, I can't have any argument with that at all. <laughs> I, it, it makes uh, Tony and Steve's argument seem, you know, like they're, like they're discussing uh, Nintendo versus Sega. You yeah. know, it, it was just, uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan. I, I do like um, Robert Downey Jr. Um yeah as an actor and kind of because he brings a little comedy to, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's kind of, a, he's a smart ass. Yep. But, um, Chris Evans, he plays a good Captain America, but he couldn't pull, he couldn't pull off, uh, the, those lines. No, I mean, you could imagine this exact same exchange between like those two and it, it wouldn't be anyone near as good. No. So I, I I just thought it was, and I I this is my first day back from work after vacation and being sick, so I I was beat, and this this woke me up pretty quickly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a stark contrast as mm-hmm. well between like the first two episodes, they were 
kind of plodding setup episodes, and then you've got this like bang sort of thing. <laughs> You're like, okay, right now I need to set up and take notice of what's going on here. Well, bef- before this, the the Punisher barely speaks. It's sort of like the same the same formula from last year with the Kingpin. The Kingpin mm-hmm. doesn't really show up until episode three. He's yeah. kind of there in the background. You may hear him. You may see a silhouette. But it isn't until episode three that he actually uh, really became a part of the show. Yep. So uh, this is where the Punisher comes into his own. I mean, we've, we've yep. seen totally, him shoot totally things good. up and we've... Uh, he, you know, he's had a line here or there, but this is where he explains. This is why I do what I do. But yeah, they have really cool uh, scene between them and like the dialogue and change was unbelievable. And um, Daredevil also mentions that he thinks that the Punisher is insane, and he promises to never stop coming for him. And Punisher knocks him out. At this point, uh, well, that's going on. Karen goes to see the the ADA, the Assistant District Attorney. I forget the guy's name, but he's the assistant to Reyes. Good enough. She yeah she uh, she brings like a couple of files, and she's been doing some digging on Reyes, and basically Reyes got her last three ADAs fired. Essentially, threw them to the wolves, like to cover her own ass, mm-hmm. essentially. So she's kind of trying to play the ADA off against the DA, Reyes, um, and basically wants his help in trying to get some protection for Nelson and Murdoch. She doesn't want them to burn as a result of uh, the fallout from this uh, failed Punisher trap that the DA tried to set up. Because, I mean, they didn't know anything about it, and, yeah. Uh, the DA is, uh, is, is a slimy bitch. Yes. And even the even the ADA says that yes, Reyes is a piece of work. <laughs> yep. So uh, Karen wants the Punisher files, and the ADA is kind of reluctant, but and he tells her he does tell her no, but he puts uh, he puts the files that she gave uh, that she showed him about the old ADAs into like a folder, and gives it back to her along with another like little folder mm-hmm. that she didn't hand over to him. And uh, then leaves the room and tells her to get out before he calls security. But he leaves the room first, and he's just kind of giving her that look of, "Here you go. If you if you need to do something, okay, do it." <laughs> and yeah, she lifts another like file from his desk. As no, well. she. T- I thought I thought she just took uh, back her files. Um, no, he'd already put her files into mm. this folder, as well as giving her uh, like another like a little folder. As okay. well, and so then she lifted some other like file from his desk. So she ended up like she got a bunch of files off of him essentially, the Punisher files. Mm. Uh, we then go back to these two bangers fighting at the hospital. These gang bangers, um, who are obviously from rival gangs that hate each other for whatever reason, and probably some sort of district fight or or whatever it is. I think they, it. They never I quite think go into it. no. I think it's because of the Punisher. They think you know they both think that the other gang is the one who. Took out their members. Yeah, it's the it's the rival the rival gangs yep. going up against each other basically. 
So, um, however, Foggy manages to talk them both down because <laughs> they both end up there with like one of them's got a knife, uh, sorry, a scalpel, and one of them's got a pair of scissors, and they're about to try and like cut each other up in a in a fight right in front of all like cops and uh, a bunch of like civilian witnesses and whatnot. And Foggy talks them d- talks them both down with some awesome lawyer chat, and eventually ends up asking them to just don't fight. <laughs> Just let people do their job here. Chill out. It it, it, it was a great foggy scene. Mm-hmm. But you know we've seen uh, we've seen him. Uh, he has these moments of brilliance. You know, usually yep. he's kind of the tag along douche. Um, you know, he's Matt's best friend. He's kind of you know a fat dumpy goofy dude. Yeah, he's goofy and a wee bit awkward as yeah. well. And then then he has these moments uh, where he just puts it all together. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments. Yep, another fo- another awesome foggy moment. I mm. think that's like the third one we've had already this season. It's like, what an episode. <laughs> I, th- so, um, I think we're, and I mean, granted, it's the second season, and uh, we do need to get the co- the co stars or uh, the yeah, I guess that's the best word for it. Yeah. They they need their moment in the sun, but I would say, I actually I, I could say up until now, I've been more interested in Foggy and Karen. Than I have in Matt. Mm. I mean, yeah. certainly as Matt, yeah, and not so much as Daredevil, but and then like in this season we haven't even seen him be Matt really. He's like just been Daredevil all the time. And to an, I mean, and as Daredevil, it's been, it it hasn't been great Daredevil moments up till now, no. really. It's you know what what has uh, had kept me interested in the show. I mean, there's been a couple of decent fights, but, you know, Daredevil's not a talkative character. He's not like Spider-Douche. No. You know, he, uh, you know, he, he may say one or two things, but it's all business. He's there to beat people up, bring people to justice, and uh, it's fairly no nonsense. Uh, and maybe you get some of his, uh, platitudes from time to time, but in, uh, it, it has been Foggy and Karen that have had the compelling, uh, scenes up until now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, uh, back up on the roof, the, uh, the Punisher has duct taped a gun to Daredevil's hand. With one round in the chamber and Daredevil's finger on the trigger. Uh, basically, he's, uh, he tells Daredevil, okay, well, if you want me to stop, you need to kill me. And shooting me anywhere else apart from the head isn't going to do it because I've got body armor on. And Daredevil's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> it's like, okay, next plan. Punisher then brings out uh, Elliot Grout. Who, who is obviously Grotto, who's the guy that 
uh, that Karen and Foggy and obviously Matt have been protecting from a, a lawyer point of view. So he brings this guy out, Punisher beats him up and tells Daredevil the only way to stop him is with a, is, is a headshot to Punisher. And we do find out in amongst this that Grotto admits to killing a guy and then also killing an innocent old lady who saw his face. Uh, Punisher tells Daredevil that he's going to kill Grotto if Daredevil doesn't kill the Punisher first. So back in the hospital, uh, Foggy finds out that Matt has not been... Uh, he's not been taken to any of the nearby hospitals. Claire checks that out for him. And he also does say that he likes to keep it thuggish. <laughs> Do you see uh, Claire and Foggy hooking up this season? Um, I can't comment because I've seen the season. Yeah. And I know I know what happens. So True. I cannot comment. But okay. um, I kind of saw Claire, like, I, I saw her having more sparks with uh, Luke Cage and mm. uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, she does mention that um, Matt is a complicated guy and she doesn't need that in her life. But that the city needs him and that he needs Foggy. Which is totally true. Mm. He needs Foggy to be, like, his kind of compass. Uh, we see the Punisher counting down from five to uh, prepare to shoot Grotto. And he tells Daredevil, if you don't do it, his death's on you. Either way, you're a killer. <laughs> and Daredevil's like, well, what kind of choice is that? And Punisher just says back to him, the kind that I make every time I pull the trigger. And the kind that I'm going to make right now. Daredevil, however, chooses not to shoot him. He, in fact, shoots the chain that has been holding him to the, the brick chimney, enabling him to get himself free. Uh, Punisher does manage to shoot Grotto in the chest, however. Uh, Daredevil then beats up the Punisher, kind of winding him, and he tries to take Grotto away to safety, but Grotto unfortunately dies in his arms, basically. Punisher, whilst... Uh, Daredevil was trying to get Grotto away, has gotten up and fired an explosive round at some motorbikes which are parked and outside the building opposite. And it turns out it's the Dogs of War. It's one of their uh, headquarter buildings by the looks of it. Is I'm it not sure that... Of, you know, I was looking at that and I thought it said Dogs, dogs of Hell. Dogs of Hell, sorry, not War. Dogs of Hell. Okay. Dogs of War is, is a Warhammer thing. <laughs> no. Not war. Hell. Sorry, Dogs of Hell. Yes, you're correct. Um, the Dogs of Hell bikes that are parked opposite, he blows a bunch of them up with, I think it's like an explosive round. It's not quite like a grenade, but that, that sort of idea. Right. Uh, Daredevil then attacks him with uh, with the chain that he was chained up with. Maybe Daredevil's coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Punisher kind of gets free from him and he, he says this, his little kind of rhyme thing, one patch, two patch, penny and dime, and fires another round at the at the bikes. Well, he's sorry, he's about to fire another round at the bikes and Daredevil manages to stop him by throwing a wrench at him. And we then see he another threw a fight. wrench into his plans, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we then see another fight between Daredevil and Punisher, uh, fighting on top of the roof as the Dogs of Hell head up to the rooftop. Daredevil does manage eventually to knock the Punisher out and takes him to the uh, service lift. However, just as he's got him in, the Dogs of Hell have caught up to them and they are about to beat up the old Marine guy who's come out of his house, uh, of his uh, apartment to see what's going on. So Daredevil obviously intervenes, managing to take... Uh, he does manage to take these guys out eventually. And now this scene here, mm-hmm. is this whole thing is very reminiscent of the hallway scene from, from season one. Mm-hmm. Because we see him fight through this one hallway and then fight his way down the stairs, right down to the bottom, to back down to the lift that's got to the bottom. Now, we need to stop and talk about this scene for a couple of minutes because yeah. what a great scene this was like. This is all one take again. One single camera. There there are no cuts. The camera just kind of pans around. I think there were like, some clever cuts in it, but they were like hidden cuts, if you know what I mean. So it's done to look like it's one shot. And the same way as like in uh, the hallway scene mm-hmm. from season one mm-hmm. was done there was like a couple of very quick cuts in it as well but you wouldn't know it to, to yeah, look at it yeah it was very hard to because I was kind of looking for them mm-hmm. but yeah the, this is th- this is better than the hallway scene in Absolutely. so yeah. many ways you know I watched the hallway scene I had heard about the hallway scene in season two and when I s- sat down and I watched it it was cool, mm-hmm. yep. but this is so much cooler. <laughs> I mean, first of all, uh, Daredevil has a gun duct taped to his hand, and his other yep. hand he has a chain. And uh, where, like, if you remember, one of the things I hated about the hallway scene was it reminded me of a '90s video game where. Mm-hmm. These guys just kept coming out of the monster closets. Yep. You know, they, they would just keep respawning. And, <laughs> and you know, he, he'd beat up a few of them and throw them here and shoot, th- pop, pop them over there. And then three guys would come out of the room from, a uh, you know, a couple doors down. And then, you know, another two would come out of the room where he just uh, beat up the other guys. And so... I, I I had a lot of issues with the hallway scene. I thought it was cool. I just didn't think it was cool as what a you know uh, all the hype it was getting last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this, uh, first of all, you have uh, the thing about the hallway scene is it was one camera, one you know, and uh, basically they put a camera at the end of a hallway and just. Everybody came into the view. This one that you have a dynamic camera, which may or may not have had a cut in there. Like you said, it's a little. If they did it, they did it very uh, stealthily, uh, where the the camera is active. It is it is it is a character in the scene because uh, you're going, you know it, and and now you've added another dimension where. The the hallway was basically uh, width and depth. This one adds height. 
We're now in 3D because you're battling in a stairwell. And, uh, and, and now Daredevil has weapons and he, he is pissed. He reminded me of like a Christian Bale Batman. He was growling. (laughs) And, uh, man, I, I, it was just like, holy shit. I I just loved every, uh, I just, this is a scene that I could watch multiple times. In fact, I probably will. I would, I I would, this is probably the best episode that I've seen of Daredevil season one or season two. Yep. Totally, totally agree. Certainly, certainly up to this point. Um, yeah, what a great scene that was! Like, especially when he's going down the stairwell, just the the moves that he puts in, like mm-hmm. using the chain to his advantage and whatnot as well, and like the guys coming to attack him from above and behind and through the doors and whatnot, and it all makes sense as well. It's mm. not, it doesn't feel like that whole thing you were talking about from that hallway scene where they just kept respawning. Like, you know, there's a bunch of guys like coming up to get them, and like a load of them were in that stairwell on the way up. So he had to fight his way down through them, and obviously some of the some of them had gone into like some of the levels to try and find where they where these guys were that had been shooting up their bikes, and then they're like, "Oh, there's a commotion here," and they've headed in, mm-hmm. and Daredevil has promptly beaten them up, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I just he he also did a really cool like chain whip flip thing. Yep. Where like he's he's he gets caught by one of the guys and like a, I think it's like a headlock and he whips another guy that's coming at him like wraps the chain mm-hmm. around this guy's neck and then like runs up the wall does like a flip over the other guy and then knocks them both out it's just absolutely rid- ridiculously good so good yeah because but yeah I, and, and and I think I, this is where I was waiting for the Punisher to shoot. I was too. Yep, because I thought Punisher was gonna like rescue him here. Mm-hmm. Because he's watching the whole thing, or he's at least the last half where he's where Matt's in the head headlock. Yep, Punisher's kind of he's like dazed and semi-conscious on on the floor, and yeah, I did expect him to shoot. Although, like, I don't know that he had a gun in that lift, but I don't. I, I just kind of expected that, and it was set he's up. The Punisher. He he's got guns yeah. in places you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's got a gun up his nose. <laughs> that yeah, wasn't the so place like, I was thinking, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, so Matt. Oh yeah, like uh, like in From Dust Till Dawn. Maybe you've not seen that movie. I, I have. <laughs> I, I just haven't seen it. You know, it's probably been twenty years. Uh, yeah. But all right. But yeah. Um. So Matt does eventually uh, manage to take out all the uh, all the guys, and but when he gets to the left, Punisher is gone. He he has escaped. Um. And finally, Karen does examine the Punisher files that the assistant district attorney gave her, and she finds. Like obviously all the uh, the gruesomeness of mm-hmm. the guys with like <laughs> bullet holes and knives through their hands and all that sort of stuff. Uh, she does also find, however, uh, a, a folder that says Frank Castle on it, and 
in that she finds an x-ray of his skull with a bullet hole in it. Okay. I, I didn't realize that. I, I was trying to figure out the significance of that. I didn't see that it said Frank Castle on it. Okay. Yeah, on the on the folder it said uh, Frank Castle on the, the outside. Which is the first time we've seen his like, full name mentioned. Because mm-hmm. he did mention that his name was Frank, Frank earlier in this episode. Well, yeah, because it, it's great. Because Daredevil just starts calling him Frank all episode. And it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. Frank, what the fuck are you doing? Come on! I did I didn't mention it during during the scene there, but like I really liked it how uh, the Punisher just called him Red. Yep. Like he's just like Red, Red. I'm like ah, it's Frank it and Red. So it's the Frank and Red show. Frank and Red. Frank and Red. <laughs> it just sounded so good every yeah. time he said it. Yeah. Shut up, Red. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> but yeah, really, really strong episode. Um, definitely my favorite of the season up to this point. Even after seeing all the episodes, still one of my favorites. Brilliant, brilliant episode. So good. Yeah, I, 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 you know, once again, it, Daredevil, it, it, it took to about episode three or four of last season for me to start saying, "Wow, this is really good." And yep. once, and once again, uh, they're they're doing that again. And I mean, we've not even got to the really crazy stuff just yet. But yeah, what a great episode this was. Like, the first two episodes were kind of a bit plodding and whatnot. And I, I know you you said you didn't enjoy them that much, but I, I enjoyed watching them again. It was good. But watching this again, I mean, I'd kind of forgotten about this. And like, you watch it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this episode. Fuck yes. <laughs> but yeah, great, great episode. So well done. Like I don't think there was a, a bad moment in this episode at all. Mm. I I I agree with that. It was nice to see Claire pop in as well. Yep. Well, I I think she I think she needs to be in all of the Netflix shows. I think she has to be the glue that ties this uh, mini universe together. Mm. Because they need somebody. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know we're not getting the cameos that we want. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're go- if you're going to do something and you you need a character that uh, has relevance to all the shows that just as that friendly reminder that this is just you know this show doesn't uh, exist in a vacuum. It's happening in a section of Manhattan where there's other characters at play too. Yep. And if, you know, if, and I think it's, to an extent, I think it's a little bit lazy to do it, but if that, if this is what, uh, if this is the best we can get, all right, I can live with it. Remember we do have Brett as well, the the cop, Mm. Brett Mahoney. Yeah. Yeah, but un- un- until, and I-, I guess you can't have them popping up every episode, mm. but, I, you know, we still need a little more crossover. Yeah, I, I, I do kind of agree, but so. we'll see how it plays out in the rest of the season. Yes, I know. I, I, I'm just stating the obvious, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you get to you get to be uh, the what to for this uh, podcast, and I get to be the fan. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, where do you, where do you think it goes from here? Like, I, I was like, I can't have any theories because no. I, I know what happens. But what's what's your what's your theory on on what happens next? I would hope we. Well, we know Electra shows up at some point, mm-hmm. and I, I hate that we don't get the. Stay tuned for scenes from next week because it's mm. right there. So, so yeah. I don't even get, I don't even get a clue as to what's happening. But um, I would say that this might be the mini battle. You know, this this might have been the climax. I mean, there will be a bigger battle down the road, but that maybe we move a little bit away from the Punisher next episode. And maybe we start bringing in uh, the other storyline, which is Electra. Mm-hmm. Now, have we met the big bad from this from uh, this season yet, Andy? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of no. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I I don't see the see. I don't consider the Punisher a quote-unquote villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he. I mean, yes, he does things that most people shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, he does things that no one should really do, but he does only kill bad guys. He, I mean, like yeah, I mean, Grotto was a scumbag. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he wasn't the lovable mobster that Karen and Foggy thought he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 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 and... He was a he was a lot dirtier than uh, they were they were led to believe, and yep. I would assume that somehow uh, they're going to find out that Grotto is dead. Uh, they're going to get all butt hurt about it to an extent, and Matt's going to have to like take Faye aside and say, "I know he was our client. I know part of." Uh, you know, it's not the Hippocratic Oath, but whatever uh, mm, yeah. oath the attorneys take is to, de- you know, defend your client and protect mm. your client. But it turns out your client was a really, really bad dude. Yep. And who executed old ladies. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's... And you can't draw... I mean... As not even as a lawyer, just as a human being, I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, part of Matt's discussion with uh, the Punisher is, you know, yes, these are bad people, but there may be a spark of good in them, and mm-hmm. you need to believe in redemption, and all you're doing is extinguishing that spark, mm-hmm. and so, uh. I'm not sure that spark existed in Grotto. Yeah, no. It's kind of, or maybe it did, but probably didn't. The, the thing is to note as well, though, if you remember the hospital scene, mm-hmm. though, those were a bunch of guys that were all injured by the Punisher, mm-hmm. not not killed. Like So presumably those guys just kind of got in the way of him killing someone else, and he just injured them because we see very clearly that if he wants to kill someone, he'll kill them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he does, and if he 
doesn't want to kill him, he doesn't kill him. Like, he didn't want to kill Daredevil. So he didn't. No. And so he obviously, he obviously didn't mean, didn't want to kill those guys. Um, they just kind of got in his way and... Uh, I assume that those guys are... They're bad guys, but they mostly just fight and kill other gangs, which Punisher's like, well, okay. Well, I mean... If you, and if you go back to the original Punisher, you know, Spider-Man 127 mm. or whatever it was, um, Frank Castle didn't make that distinction. He he killed pedophile files and jaywalkers indiscriminately. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, it's a bit harsh killing a jaywalker, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you... Br- it, it, uh, the original Punisher was a lot more black and white in terms yeah. of uh, you either obey the law or you don't, and it was part of his psychosis uh, to yeah. an extent. Uh, it wasn't until years later when they fleshed the co- character out and turned him into a franchise that uh, you know he, he got a little more uh, depth to him. Mm. So. But yeah, I I really like the portrayal of the Punisher in this series, and you can tell there's a lot more going on behind his character than has been than has been shown so far. So we we'll, we will get the the backstory fleshed out more as the the season goes on as well, which is 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 cool. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, I don't think we have any tweets. No, no, I don't nobody think tweets on this show. <laughs> Guys, we need tweets. So yeah, obviously if you've got any thoughts about uh about this episode or about the, the next episodes, that's season two, episode four of uh of Daredevil. Then uh, yeah, absolutely heads up about it. And I mean, we'll read them on the show next week. And I know I know we're getting more Facebook likes and views and we appreciate all that. But leave us comments on the show. Try yeah. to keep it within the episodes we've already reviewed or are about to review. You know, don't spoil the show for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want your thoughts on it. This, uh, I still think that the Netflix shows are better than S.H.I.E.L.D. Overall. Yeah. In, in terms of quality, yeah, they they are. That's I mean, not that, a, that's not a dig against Shield. Uh, you know, I enjoy I enjoy my Shield, but uh, these shows are on an entirely different level. And part of that is because a they get the benefit of being on a you know a pay network, so they mm. are they can uh, be more mature. And by mature, yep. I don't mean uh, gratuitous sex and violence, although I really have no problem with either of those. Um, yep, and they both have been featured prominently in, in both Daredevil and Jessica Jones so far. Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, uh, it's just... They, they, I don't think you could... I don't know if this would work on regular TV. I mean, I don't know if you could get away with this shit on regular TV. 
I mean, yes and no. You look at things like The Sopranos and stuff like that. I mean, they had loads of violence, loads of sex. They, they but the Sopranos, so. the Sopranos was pay TV too. That was on uh, okay, HBO. Right, yeah. So yeah. Um, and I, I, I wasn't I, I was throwing just that more in. Like network. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking uh, ABC. You know, the, the major networks: ABC, NBC, CBS. Or even I don't I I mean I don't know if this would work on I'm just going to use it as an example sci-fi channel mm. or AMC maybe, like, maybe if you compare it to like Breaking Bad okay and see that's one I've I never got into so I never uh, saw that thing yeah I mean there's a lot of violence and sex yeah. and drugs and stuff like that in that show but I mean while there is the violence and there's and you know, the sex in Jessica Jones goes away after episode two anyway. So, I mean, mm. that that became a non-factor as far as I was concerned. Mm. Because, you know, they, they, they had the role in the hay, a couple of them, and that was the end of it. Yep. Um, they didn't make it a mainstay of the series. So... Okay, yeah, and I'll, I'll even tell people. I said yes. There's a the first couple of episodes. If you're, if uh, you know, some crazy sex scenes. I, I mean, I said, and they're not graphic. I mean, you know, no. you're maybe you see a butt, but um, <laughs> yeah. a, a naked back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, they're they're still tastefully done, but if uh, some intense sex scenes. Uh, make you uncomfortable it's not game of thrones like <laughs> yeah i mean it, there i said there's a couple of those it is not something that uh is prevalent through the series yeah and it, it's not like it's not awkward <laughs> it's not easy to watch <laughs> hopefully chap is okay <laughs> So all that, all that talk of the the sex scenes has made him has made him guffaw. <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing too graphic or uh, gratuitous in in Jessica Jones, and certainly not in certainly not in Daredevil. I was trying to talk with the mute on. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, while Daredevil is violent, it's still. I mean, and. It's pro there's probably more violence in Daredevil than there is sex in Jessica Jones. Um, oh, yeah. It's still, I guess, ta tastefully done. If I guess, if you want to say, if you want violence to be tasteful, um, I mean, they're incredible scenes, but mm -hmm. it's not the driving force of the show. It's uh, interchanges like tonight's between Frank and Red. You know, that is what uh, just makes the show so mesmerizing. And and the depth of the characters. So I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a coughing fit again, so <laughs> But but yeah, great episode. Um yeah. Leave us your thoughts, like especially like about this this whole scene, uh, the the Frank and Red scene, the them talking and that this stairway scene. Did you guys think it was it was better than the uh, the hallway fight from season one? And, like we we certainly did. So mm -hmm. let us know let us know your thoughts on that. I'd be interested to see what the uh, what the listeners think of of that scene mm -hmm. in particular. 
Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we, we want your thoughts. We want you to be part of this show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have always read, I think, every tweet, every Facebook post. Sometimes they get hidden and we can't find them. But when we do, we do read them. Um, yep. Every email as well. Yeah, every, <laughs> well, yeah. Except those from the our uh, rich uh, Egyptian prince that left us billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and we also really do appreciate reviews. Mm. And we actually got a new review this week, Andy. And, oh, and, and it's thanks. from a new listener. I uh, unless, well, it's you know under a pseudonym, so I suppose it could be what uh, one of our uh, traditional list- listeners, but I don't think it is. So we do have a new review this week that I want to okay. share with everybody. And like we said, we will read all iTunes reviews, good, bad, or indifferent, on the show. So, Because if you don't like what we're doing, tell us, because otherwise we're too stupid to figure it out on our own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, this is by... God damn it. Cheezel. C-H-E-A-Z-E-L. <laughs> and this was just posted a couple days ago. And it's titled, Two Comic Nerds. <laughs> Sometimes they complain, but it's only because they care so much about the Marvel Universe and everything in it. The podcast not only contains their thoughts and reviews of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they also talk about the Marvel movies and other Marvel TV shows. Short and to the point, and five stars. So, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, yes, uh, thank you very much. And we, you know, uh, like I said, uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Andy says we have an email address that I don't even know what it is. Um, and uh, it said shieldcast at hotmail dot com. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> And in between our letters from our rich uh, Egyptian uncle, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see it. But leave us thoughts on Facebook or Twitter about what you think of the show, what you think of Daredevil, or even you know the Marvel Cinematic thoughts. And how we even we even take uh, we will even respond to vi- uh, Marvel video game questions on this show. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, Andy. Um, when you're not getting pummeled in a stairwell, where can people find you? You can try. You can find me trying to pummel Ali in a stairwell every Tuesday on uh, Forty Level One. Uh, we broadcast live on AllGames.com, four thirty Eastern, one thirty Pacific, nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, we talk movies, TV shows, sometimes some comic books, um, but mostly we talk about. I don't think we talked about comic books for months at this point, but um, mostly uh, video games. We 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 talk in depth about all the news and what we've been playing and whatnot. And uh, yeah, you can find all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, as well as the archive on allgames.com. And I was on last week's episode. Thanks for having me. You were. Yep. Yep. Very welcome, as always. Ca- calling in from the airport. Yeah. On location. <laughs> yes, I was trapped in the airport. <laughs> so, um. 
And I can be found Tuesday nights on allgames.com as well at 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team podcast, where we talk video games, television and movies, and tech. Uh, what we did this week? Well, we also talked Detroit. Um, but the main thing is uh, that we uh, discussed this week, one of my co-hosts got an Xbox One finally. Oh, is uh, what? Which one is that, or was it, is that spoilers? No, it's not a spoiler. It was Eli. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. And uh, I suppose Ryan doesn't need one at all because he has a PC. <laughs> nobody need nobody needs a, an Xbox One if you have a PC. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, but it's really come to that. Um, and then we also talk. I, I talk briefly about uh, the Oculus Rift, which I got this week, but I had literally played 15 minutes of before uh, recording that night. So okay. uh, <laughs> we talk about the travails of setting it up more than anything. <laughs> uh, but next week, uh, expect... Uh, a, I think it's going to be a good rant, Andy. Because so far, I, what I've messed with has uh, kind of blown my mind. Nice. I really think, I really think this VR thing, or, you know, and I, I've lived through various generations of VR already. I am that old. I, I did the pay virtual, $15. The virtual boy says hi. Huh? The virtual boy says hi. Yeah, the, I own a virtual boy. <laughs> yeah, no. I have a virtual boy and I've played fifteen dollars paid fifteen dollars to play Dactyl Nightmare uh in the <laughs> mall. So uh so th- but so far what I can tell you about uh it's uh so far is I like what uh, so far I've liked what I see and I see a lot of potential in it. But we will get into we that's B team stuff and maybe a forty two level one because I think I'm coming back uh, later in July to hang out with you guys. Nice. So, all right. Uh, as my wife pointed out last week, I used the wrong out- outro, or I have been using the wrong out- outro. Okay. Do you remember the right outro? <laughs> yeah. And it's lame. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, we will see you guys next week. And in the meantime... Damn it, I, I don't even really know how I got into it. Uh, make mine Marvel. See you guys next week. Excelsior, out. <laughs> do, do you know what would be better? What? One patch, two patch, penny and dime. One patch, two. <laughs> you know, I'm still recording. If anyone's got a good outro for this show, let us know. Because what, Jessica Jones was, <laughs> it's whiskey, God damn it. Yep. And I don't know what we used with. Uh, I think I think I think we used "Don't Touch Lola" with Agent Carter, but yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean we had make Lola's Martin Marvel, right and I, I, I yeah. Anyone got a good outro for us? Let us know. And <laughs> if if we use it, if we like it, and we use it, I got a ton of shit shit here. I will send you a box of swag. Thanks. Yep, I will send a box of swag. Include your T-shirt size. <laughs> Guaranteed, it's not it's, a Marvel. Might it's probably not a Marvel T-shirt, but I got a bunch of shit here. I get loot crates every month. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I will send it because I kept all I've kept all the boxes for the loot the marble loot crates. I'll probably send it in that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we have a contest. Get, we need a, we need a better outro for uh, men with gear. All right, guys, make mine marvel. Excelsior, bitches, out.